KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Saturday, September 25th. Martin Luther King Jr. Community Choir San Diego on the KPBS Summer Music Series. That's next, but first, let's do some quick headlines. While the CDC has approved COVID-19 booster shots for people over 65, at-risk individuals, and frontline healthcare workers, local officials say they're still waiting for approval from the state. Scripps Hospital CEO Chris Van Gorder says the hospital is anticipating a big demand for people looking to get boosters. He says Scripps is in talks with the Del Mar Fairgrounds about hosting a vaccination site there. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher says once state approval is given, the region will be well prepared to give out Pfizer booster shots. Hundreds of students at San Diego's Patrick Henry High School walked out of class at noon on Friday. It was a planned protest to bring attention to climate change across the world and in their own backyard. The rally was endorsed by the school's administration. Even Principal Michelle Irwin joined in. You know what? The adults, we've screwed it up. Now we're looking for you. We need your help. You are our future. This was one of many rallies held across the county. San Diego Unified School Board members encouraged the event by passing a resolution earlier this month protecting the students' rights to protest. A lawsuit challenging San Diego's ordinance banning ghost guns was filed just hours after Mayor Todd Gloria signed the law on Thursday. The lawsuit was filed in San Diego Federal Court on behalf of Firearms Supporters, Firearms Policy Coalition, San Diego County Gun Owners PAC, and some individuals. They say the ban violates people's Second Amendment rights. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for some San Diego music. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. For the last installment of the KPBS Summer Music Series, we're going to hear some wonderful local gospel music. We'll be hearing music from San Diego's own Martin Luther King Jr. Community Choir, who since 1996 has been spreading the gospel around the world and funding scholarships for students. Ken Anderson is the founder and director of the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Choir San Diego and UCSD's Gospel Choir Director. He spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host Jade Hindman.
me today is Ken Anderson, the founder and director of the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Choir San Diego and UCSD's Gospel Choir Director. Ken, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. So you are the director and founder of the MLK Community Choir and a professor who teaches the history of Black music. Can you give us some history on Negro spirituals and tell us how important they are to American music? Well, sure. The Negro spirituals, uh, songs that the slaves sung to communicate with each other how and when and where they were going to get away, opportunities of freedom. The songs, uh, in the songs, you will find stories of um, the Jordan River, which is a code name for the Mississippi, the Ohio River, the Cincinnati Rivers, and leaders in the Bible, even God and Jesus, Moses, other leaders in the Bible, code name for people like Harriet Tubman. These were leaders in the Bible, were code names for the abolitionists and other workers. They were Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, just Americans everywhere working together to help slaves get away to free states, to Canada. I even learned of some even escaping to Europe. And when they sang about going home or the promised land or Beulah land, pretty much any good destination, this was a code name for freedom. So in these songs, they were actually communicating. And through this system of communication, the Underground Railroad helped them to get away. The Negro spiritual is also known as a code song, C-O-D-E. But not all of the songs were coded because when she was a child, she was sold away from her brothers and sisters. And that's why she sang, he's got my brothers and my sisters in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. And when her baby was born, her baby was taken from her, sold to another plantation. That's why she sang, he's got my little bitty baby in his hands got the whole world in his hands. Somehow or another, the, the slaves did come to an understanding that the churches in the South were abusing the Bible in order to justify slavery. So they didn't reject God and they, they didn't reject the Bible. They just rejected their, you know, their masters, their owners, those who were pro-slavery. So many of these songs, they were expressing faith in God. And some of the songs they're singing, just encouraging one another. But when you get to songs like Steal Away and Swing Low Sweet Chariot, there's a balm in Gilead. Let us break bread together on our knees and on and on. When you get to songs like this, they were actually communicating. This is when and where and how we're going to get away. Wow. And I think that's interesting because in, in the song that you mentioned, he's got the whole world in his hands. Many people, I think, uh, think of that song as a song of, of rejoicing. And really, it's a song that, that is talking about deep trauma. Deep trauma, and, but, but more to the point, encouragement in the midst of deep trauma. They would sing songs like, I'm so glad that trouble don't last always, or Lord help me to hold out until my change comes, you know, and uh, things like that. They're encouraging one another to hold on, keep your hand on the plow, hold on. And, and even in this song, um, 
finding encouragement in the middle because, you know, they were living in a terrible time and they were basically livestock. They were basically property. Families broken up, beaten and made to work, forced labor. So that song was, you know, it's lifting them up or encouraging them. Hmm. Now, how did you learn to sing and play music? Actually, I started in church, like a lot of other people. Uh, I was four years old when my mother taught me my first song, Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross. She taught me the melody and I found the notes around the melody to make harmony with it because I remembered what it sounded like in church. And that's when the family realized something was going on with me musically. And then when I was six, I began playing in church. It wasn't necessarily everything you wanted to hear <laughs> from someone playing the piano. And uh, the, the other kind of, from what I, I don't remember this to tell you the truth, but this is what I'm told. And there were many people in the congregation, if not all, saying, please get the kid off the piano. The pastor said, leave him alone. He's the only one showing any interest. We'll keep singing. He'll keep playing. He'll catch on. So when I get to heaven, I owe him a great debt of gratitude. But I started playing in church when I was six. Uh, children's choir, came the children's choir director when I was about 15 or 16. By the time I was 17 or 18, I became the head of the music program. And from there, I've been directing and singing and playing. There you have it. And, and what's the mission of the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Choir? We enjoy singing this music and bringing it to others and seeing the joy and how it lifts people when we go everywhere we travel, even around the world. And Dr. Martin Luther King expressed this sentiment in one of his great speeches where he had dreamed to see the different races together singing the old Negro spirituals in the Martin Luther King Community Choir in UCSD Gospel Choir in particular. We live that dream. Uh, one of the practical impacts we have on the community is we provide scholarships for graduating high school seniors exclusively in the visual and performing arts. Can anyone participate in the choir? If you're breathing at regular intervals and you can get through the door, you're in. <laughs> and how many yeah. members? Tell me about, I mean, how many people are in this choir? <laughs> well, we average, we sustain a number between 80 and 100. And the choir has performed for different audiences around the world. What's it like uh, taking the spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. and this uh, uniquely American music to other countries? Uh, it's awesome. It's, it's really awesome. Taking it around the world is just like taking it around America. Very few people, even in the Black church, know the history of the music. So I always give uh, the history of the music. I always educate on the music before we begin. If it's during the months of January and February where we're observing Martin Luther King's birthday or Black history... I'll give a more comprehensive and some concerts actually have me lecture for a few minutes on it so I can give them a, at least a history and understanding of where the music is coming from. This music comes from a very dark time of American history, just like any other country. America has embarrassing past as well, but the greatness for any country is to be able to recognize when you're wrong, repent and improve and grow. And then that's built into America, the ability to do that. And that's a wonderful thing. The same thing I do in America, I do and the other seven countries we've been to. Number eight was on the way and then the pandemic hit. We were going to Canada, but we've been, you know, Germany, Prague, Rome. We actually sang at the Vatican. And uh, we were at the mass uh, the, of the late Pope, his last Easter mass.
that was Worship the Lord by Martin Luther King Jr. Community Choir San Diego. So so how does this music fit into this particular moment that we're living in right now? I don't know that gospel music fits into a particular moment so much as it fits into life. Gospel music speaks to every aspect of life, even the, even the time of life we're in now, because the music is born out of hard times. I mean, this is not the first time America's been in a hard time. There are times when America seems to be doing very well, but there's always a part of America that's not doing so well. And so the music speaks to every part of life, whether you're rejoicing or you're sad, whether you're succeeding or you're failing and need to be encouraged to keep going. As long as you're alive, you can still make it, you know, as long as you keep hope. It's very easy to lose hope because there's just a barrage of things that come at you. I mean, if you watch an hour's broadcast, you might get some good news towards the end. They saved the kitten from a tree or a puppy out of a pipe. And then, you know, they kind of fake shuffle their papers while they smile and tell you to have a good night after they just told you the whole world is about to go under. And people are stressed out what's going on with the pandemic and what's going on with the government and what's going on overseas. And we haven't had time to talk about what's going on in their own homes and in their own lives and relationships and in their own hearts and minds. And so there's a lot in this world to stress you out, but there's also a lot in this world to be thankful for and to rejoice over and just enough, you can just keep going if you can just hold out till your change comes. And I've been speaking with Ken Anderson, the founder and director of the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Choir San Diego and UCSD Gospel Choir Director. Ken Anderson, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.